This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, last hour of the day. Phone lines are open, 303-477-5600, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it very much. It's around the world and what some of the uh, uh, monetary policies are, not just here but other countries and what's happening, because that does have an effect upon what happens here. Uh Jersey Joe, who you guys know and listen to here occasionally when he calls in, sent me an article out of the Cowboy State Daily. This is a Wyoming publication, and it's titled, Wyoming EV Road Trip Hell, Cheyenne to Casper in 15 Hours. Now, Joe sent me this and said, "How?" which I, by the way, thank you, Joe, when it comes to things like EVs and cars in general, Joe will always send them to me first and say, John, what's your opinion on this before I do anything with it, which I appreciate. As I read through this, first off, and and I'm not blaming the person that wrote this because here's the problem with EVs today on both sides. No one really knows much about them. So on the reporter side, they don't know what questions to even ask. On the folks that love them, they at times don't even know how to put into words what's going on with their own vehicle. As you all know, I own one, a Chevy Bolt with a B, as in boy. Bolt, not Volt, but Bolt. So I know a little bit about how the vehicles themselves work. I don't know every EV, but uh, you know, being a car guy, I know quite a bit about most of them. Different systems they have, battery packs and so on. So this is an article, again, sort of making fun of or giving the experience of this particular owner, who was Alan Ohashi, who drove from Wyoming to Casper, or sorry, from Cheyenne to Casper in Wyoming. My criticism of the article is he's in a Chevy Leaf, or sorry, he's in a Nissan Leaf, but it doesn't say which one. And for those of you that don't know EVs, when it comes to Leafs, depending upon the year of the Leaf especially, there's different battery packs that you can get with the Nissan Leaf that have different ranges associated. And one of the few vehicles that has that different pack option, probably the best way for me to say it, different kilowatt option. My Chevy Bolt, for example, there's no option. You buy it, it is what it is. In the case of the Leaf, though, they've designed it where 
and, and to their credit, if you're somebody that's just going to drive around town, you're never really going to leave anywhere. You're not going to go more than, you know, maybe 100 miles max. You buy the lesser of the two battery packs, save money, and off you go. Works fine. If, on the other hand, you want to drive more and have an extended range, much like my Chevy Bolt has, which for me in the summertime, I've got about a 280-mile range that drops down to just over a little, a little over 200 in the winter months when the temperature drops because the batteries aren't as efficient. And little training there for those of you that aren't EV savvy. Most non-Teslas have a 30% drop in battery range in the colder months. Tesla, because of the way they heat the battery when it's colder out, have a longer range and don't have as much of a loss in the winter months. They do still have a loss, but it's not as significant as it is in some of the non-Tesla models. One of the things that they have done better than some of the other manufacturers. Will some of the other manufacturers catch on? I think time will tell. It depends. It's more costly to do that, and that's why you're paying more money for a Tesla than you are some of the other models that are out there. Because that technology costs money. The system costs money. But in this particular case, this gentleman talks about how this was really the road trip from hell going from Cheyenne to Casper. Again, what, what I need to know more about to validate whether this is a true story or not is, was this one of the lesser battery packs in a particular model leaf? And it doesn't say that. And that, to me, that's one of the criticisms I have with the article. Because if that's the case... This this is driver error, not car error on the EV side, because this car wasn't designed to do what this particular driver set out to do. Even if there's charge stations along the way, which in this case there were and he was planning on using, that would not be my plan. If I can't go from Cheyenne to Casper on a charge, charging Casper and come home, I wouldn't. My car, for example, even in the winter months, I can go all the way to Breckenridge and back. No problem. No issues. Now, I don't know the mileage from Cheyenne to Casper. I need to look that up. I just know that that particular Leaf, if he has the lesser battery pack version, it's not making that trip, period, and it is going to stop and charge along the way, and that's that's the way it's designed. Dan and Blackhawk. So, John, uh, let's talk about e-bikes and the battery packs on those. So when I bought my e-bike, uh, I had three options. I could get a 14-amp-hour battery. Uh, I think it was a 16-amp or 17-amp-hour battery or a 21-amp-hour battery. Okay. And depending on what uh, amp-hour battery you got depends on the amount of mileage that you can do. Right. So, of course, getting the uh, – I got the 21-amp-hour uh, battery, which was basically $1,000 more to get the bike with the 21-amp-hour mm. battery. Um, my friend has a 14-amp-hour battery, and so when we ride, um, and I hauled a trailer loaded down probably 60, 70 pounds, um, and I rode probably three or four miles, and I used um, probably 5% of the battery uh, charge on it, mm-hmm. and that's a 21-amp-hour battery. Uh, when he did the same trip, he probably used 20 to 25%. Just there you go. The amp hour. And, and the, you know, and the so Nissan Leaf is really 
not much different, Dan. And I did look it up. It's 178 miles, normally about a two and a half hour trip. But if he had the lesser yeah. leaf battery, that is probably only good for maybe a little over a hundred miles. Yeah, that's going to be a chore. To your point yeah. on the bike, it's no different. Right. So then, what I did is I actually I actually have two 21 amp hour batteries, and then I saw that they came out with a 25 amp hour battery. Now on the bike, I have options. I can either do a 750 watt option. I can do a 1500 watt option. Mm. Uh, 1500 watt, of course, is going to use more of the charge, but I'm going to be able to uh, go faster or have more power. And then I have two modes on the bike. I have an eco mode and a sport mode. And I typically just keep it in the eco mode because I want to save my battery life and I don't care about going really fast. And so there's there's a lot of options, and I'm not sure, probably on the Leaf, like you were saying on the battery pack, there's options on those. Um, but there, the amp hours, uh, the volts, and the, um, you know, will make a determination on the distance that you can ride right. and how hard you ride. And I imagine it's probably the same with EVs. If you have your foot yes. to the, metal, uh, the pedal to yes. the metal all the Very time, true. you're going to go through a charge. Yeah, if you're pushing uh, headwind or it's colder out or anything along those lines. And, yeah. and really, Dan, what this whole article is about, which I didn't get to, but you'll just cut to the chase, it's really about the fact that we don't have enough charging stations and we need the federal government to do more of them and blah, 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 none of which I agree with. If the free market decides to put those things in and it works out, then so be it. Again, I, I would not... Even the high, you know, I'll just I'll just say it straight up. The high mileage battery pack on a Nissan Leaf is still short of what my Bolt will do. It's not enough to go from you know from from Cheyenne to Casper and back. I wouldn't have done it. In period. Anyways, you can hop in a gas powered car, Dan. Well, I think the I don't think the Leaf is designed for long distances. I think it's a it's not in town. It's an in town uh, kind of like the uh, remember the Toyota Yaris. Yes. Yeah, I I had to. The rental company I went to Boise, I had to go to Twins, south of Twin, and they gave me a Yaris. I hated the thing because it was the engine was uh, it was wrapped up to five thousand between four, four and five thousand RPM the whole time because right. it's not a it's not a highway vehicle, and my mileage was not good because right. of it. I, I, and I and, imagine. The, and well, I just and looked up the Leaf, and, and even the high battery pack Leaf is only 212 miles. If you take into account for any kind of wind, uh, temperature changes, things along those lines, Dan, 178 mile trip one way, you're you're really pushing it. I, I would not have driven that car on that trip with only that little bit of cushion. Just me personally. So they were, so either they knew what they were doing or they were ignorant. So. Um, that's the only two options you have. Either they did the leap to put the point through that there needs to be more charging stations, or they were ignorant of yep. what you just explained. Agree. So Agree. One or two options. And yep. That's, yeah. So, Agree. And on the voter on the voter thing that you've been talking about. Yes. Um, I think I don't know if you could do it on your website, but the, the how the party system works and how you get involved with politics and about the whole you know local. And I don't know it well enough, but there's, you know, there's little, it starts at the local level and it works up to the state level. Mm -hmm. And if people understood that, and I don't know if you could put anything on your website or whatever to explain how that, how the whole, and I imagine the same with the Democratic Party, but the how it works with the Republican Party. And then people, I think, like we talked about earlier this week, and you talked with your businesses, we, you know, start using the, the uh, e um e-marketing 
you know, next door neighbor, Facebook and all that, start reaching out to people that are with the Republican Party because there's no way I don't I live in Gilpin County. I have no idea how many Republicans we have in Gilpin County. Mm. I've never I've never been contacted by uh, the caucus within I think it's called the caucus yes. or whatever within yes. Gilpin County. I've never been contacted by them. Mm. Never. Mm. So until you know, I think that's where it's going to have to start is at the local level. Agree. With people becoming more and more aware of how. Yep. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Okay. No, you're correct. You're spot okay. on. Well, I, but that's about as far as I know. Okay. There's you know what? More uh, Dan, thank you. Got to run to break. Good suggestion. I'll run that past producer and she knows all of the inner workings of that and be the one to write all that anyway. So I will definitely ask her that. John and Cheyenne, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Geno's Auto Services next, folks. Get your vehicle in. Get it taken care of. Winter is upon us. You could tell that today. 303-794-6700. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Veteran Windows and Doors, save money right now by having new windows and doors put in. Save money on energy, I should say. Your bills will go down. You'll be more comfortable in your home. And there's a 35% off deal right now. 303-529-0720. At Veteran Windows and Doors, you're paying for a quality upgrade to your home. Unlike the big companies, when you're paying a premium for their marketing and advertising, Veteran Windows and Doors work with you and for you. They believe that homeowners should make insightful decisions rather than being pressured into deciding on the spot. They educate their customers along the way, providing a one-on-one -on -one experience throughout the process. You're paying to upgrade your home, so work with the company that will make sure you're satisfied. Veteran Windows and Doors has qualified, licensed, and insured installation teams at every job, guaranteeing consistent, high-quality work throughout your partnership together. Call Veteran Windows and Doors today and pay up to half the cost that you would with another company. Get 35% off when you mention KLZ Radio for the month of October only. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com slash windows. All right, Medicare open enrollment, call e-gia.com for questions. They are the insurance experts. You can also find them at klzradio.com. Don't try to find the right Medicare plan alone. Call Group Insurance Analysts today for a free Medicare analysis before you accidentally enroll in the wrong plan. Group Insurance Analysts' team of Medicare specialists will do the research for you, creating an easy-to-read report tailored to your unique situation. Since GIA Insurance represents more than 20 Medicare companies, they will compare networks to find the right coverage at the best price for you. GIA will check to make sure your plan covers your specific meds and your doctor. 
Best of all, your comprehensive Medicare analysis with GIA costs you nothing. Set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a Medicare specialist who represents you, not the insurance company. Call the team at Group Insurance Analysts now for your complimentary Medicare analysis. 303-423-0162 or visit e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Well, when I dialed in, you had just asked the question, how far is it? And I was going to say about 180 miles. There so you go. You're right you on the money. You already. And, well, and but, the more uh, I read that article, John, and, and I you know, should have stated, I mean, essentially, yeah. th this is a article written by somebody in Wyoming that wants to see more charge stations. They used a very, in my opinion, a very bad choice of someone. I mean, again, if you don't know EVs, you yeah. think, oh, yeah, we need more of them because this guy couldn't go from, you know, from Cheyenne to Casper. Well, when you read more of the article and you really look at what they're trying to promote, yeah. even even the owner of the LEAF himself says, for me to have this LEAF and be successful in you know, Wyoming, we need more charge stations. Well, you're driving a car that wasn't really meant for that. No. And I heard about this story last week here. It's an older story. But the other thing is, if you've ever driven from Cheyenne to Casper, it rolls up and down, and it's always windy. Right. One of the windiest spots in the state is, a, it's called Bordeaux. It's like mile marker 70, so, you know, 60 miles north of Cheyenne. And this is one of, when you see trucks rolled over on I-25, it's usually right here because there's never not any crosswinds there. And even if you're not fighting a headwind, if you're fighting a crosswind, that affects your mileage, too. Right. It sure does. Any, so, you know, other than a tailwind, John, yes. So that's why I got great mileage going to work this morning because I had a tailwind. Now I'm going to go home and I'm going to go uphill with a headwind and right. the great mileage I got is going to go away. Right. You know, these people, it's just ridiculous. And Wyoming filed with the feds for this EV money, and here it is. When you take money from the feds, there's always strings. Yeah, sure there is. And they said, there's, and they said you know, because this fed money says you have to put an EV station every 50 miles within one mile of the interstate. Well, the stretch is in Wyoming, there's just not the power there. Right. So to, it's, so now who's well, going to power it? it? You are, John. The federal government's going to... No, yeah, the, we all are. Yep. The federal government's going to write the check to the local co-op so they can run a three-phase service to that location that they want a charging station. Because if you want fast charge or superchargers, like, you got to have three-phase power. 
Single phase power doesn't. Yeah, because I think don't and correct me if I'm wrong, John, but don't they need three phase to make the DC side of it work correctly? To make it work correctly and give it enough power, so it That's can what run I thought. more than yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's the, the voltage they they have different voltages, but most of the EVs that I've seen are two seventy seven four eighty, which means it's two seventy seven per per phase, which is a lot more than what you're seeing at your house. Right. You know, you're seeing at your house 240. So, you know, they need these large transmissions. And I guarantee that not in Wyoming because they'll let it go, but down in Colorado in some of those open stretches, when they go to run those power lines, the greenies are going to – sorry, no offense. The greenies are going to come out and say, no, you can't put those lines in. We don't want them. They're going to infect our view. Mm-hmm. Or just the same way they did when Fort Collins said, well, we got to build a wind farm. And they said, no, you can't. Not right, here. Right. Finally, they built it in Cheyenne. They, you want the green energy. You want the green power. You want the EV. But you don't want to let anybody build the infrastructure to allow it. Right. Right. And that's, and that's you know, going back to what you were talking about in the previous hour, the government. You know, Polish put all that stuff in effect. But now when it turns around and they say, okay, to get to your goals of 30% renewable by 3030, we got to put up wind farms up and down the whole front range. You know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these EVs are, tw- I would say the battery technology is 10 years away from being reliable enough for people to have it. What's your well, opinion on that? Until there's a battery breakthrough, and there's been some some folk out there talking about yeah. even a company here in Colorado that has got some breakthrough technology that would allow you know EVs to travel further uh, on a charge and you know things along those lines you know li- li- you know lighter batteries not the same type that we've got right now mm-hmm. uh, if to me that's what's going to have to happen John I am not by any stretch of the imagination a, a battery technology expert but what I will tell you is no. if you look at where we're at and where we've been even in the past 10 years, it hasn't advanced much. So my question is, is, no. is it even possible to do more than we have right now? And I don't have that answer. I don't know. I don't know either, and that's what I'm saying. Until somebody makes a battery breakthrough, and, you know, I hate to say it, but could it be Musk again make a breakthrough? Well, I mean, I think – let me, let me just say this, John. If it were – I think he would have already done that. And again, I am not, I do not have a PhD yeah. in physics and know how things work when it comes to battery yeah. storage. Because that's the thing everybody forgets, too, that this is a reminder for everybody. Yeah. All a battery is doing is taking the electricity that you're putting into it and storing it to where you can then power the vehicle mm-hmm. with that stored electricity. It's no different than what we're doing with gasoline to power a gasoline engine car. The difference is it's easier to put that gasoline in and keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You can do it in a very rapid pace where it's hard to get those electrons mm-hmm. back into that new, you know, into that battery to get it charged up because it's just not the same. It doesn't work the same way that a regular gasoline or diesel engine does. So to your point, John, until some sort of technological breakthrough and again i just i don't know i don't even know if that's possible i don't know enough about that battery world to know what else could store energy like the current batteries we have and granted we've made a lot of technological advancements from a lead acid battery to where we are today but at the end of the day it's still doing the same thing yep that you know and the other thing is they talk about all this green stuff 
Where is the electricity gonna come from to charge these cars? In their mind, Where's, in their mind, solar panels and wind farms. But you and I both know that's not going to happen either. I mean, yeah. If you if you want to put solar panels on your house to charge your Tesla, that's fine. That's your decision. True. But to say these solar farms that they they're trying to build are going to do it is just not feasible. No, it's not. It is not no. feasible. You're 100 I mean, percent correct. It is not feasible. And the prime example of that, I give you two examples. One of the perfect wind spots to put wind power is right off the coast of Cape Cod, New Hampshire, okay. or Massachusetts. I'm sorry. What happened when they tried to do that? No do you idea. Remember? No, I don't. I don't remember. No. Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy stepped in and put a stop to it because they didn't want to look at the windmills. Ah, sure, makes sense. Okay. Same thing. Nancy Pelosi stopped. Okay. The Mojave Desert, if you've ever driven across it or been there, yep. there's nothing there. It's the desert. Right. She stopped them from putting a big solar farm because of some three-toed sloth or something that might have been extinct if they saw it. Sure. And she put a stop to it. So until the politicians say, all right, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and we're going to let everybody do it, and we're not going to let the courts step in and say, no, you can't build it here or there, then they're just pandering yep and, 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 I, and i did you know to your point too john about the three phase end of it it's also why you'll never have a fast charge dc system at homes because the majority of homes don't have three phase no and you know you have the fast charger at the house right 50, uh, 40 amp well 50, sorry 50 amp yes yeah. well level two i have a level two charger there's one two and three three is right. dc two is fast charge as far as the regular two you know 240 volt goes right and how long does it take to charge your bolt Fifty miles. I get. I get. An, I get fifty miles in an hour. Okay, so if it's down to ten percent, it's probably four to five hours. To yeah, get overnight. It yeah, it's an overnight charge. Exactly. Overnight. Overnight. Okay, so you're traveling, and you have the bolts. The only car, and you're driving a bail. Where are you stopping for four to five hours to top it off? Uh, in in our in, in the case of Colorado, fortunately, there's some DC fast charges yeah. along the way that you could stop at and do, but it's still going to take you some time. It's not going to be a straight shot over sure. there like you would do in a gasoline car. You got to plan it all out. <laughs> Absolutely, John. Have a great day. You too, man. Appreciate you, John, very much. Thanks for listening and contributing like you do. Uh, let's do this. Roof Savers of Colorado is next. And, uh, folks, much like we just got done talking about solar and how that works, one of the keys to solar, by the way, is your roof. It's one of the things they require. has to be in perfect order. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Dave Hart can do that for you. No matter what you have going on, he can look at your roof, tell you what's needed, whether he can extend the life of it, fix it, replace it, you name it. He is your go-to guy, 303-710-6916, or find him at RushToReason.com. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. 
Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Stream Auto Repair, don't forget, you can get Cooper Tires at cost. And, man, after today, uh, yeah, you're, you're needing them now. 303-841-1071. Don't wait to take your car in until you're broken down in a storm, wishing you had done the maintenance. Bring your car into Extreme Auto Repair for maintenance now. Snow could come at any time, and you don't want to be caught off guard in poor conditions, not knowing the condition of your vehicle. Make sure those crucial components of your car, including your tires, battery, headlights, and heater, are going to last you through the winter. As the weather starts changing, fluctuating temperatures affect your car beyond what you see on the surface. So addressing the issues now is critical. Extreme Auto will help you winterize your vehicle, explaining why they recommend certain services to better prepare you for the cold months. Colorado winters are unpredictable. So give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a maintenance appointment. 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, don't forget right now, $1,000 off a furnace install. That's at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Ask about their membership program they have as well. 720-526-0231. Dinner is in the oven, and everyone is warm inside watching a holiday movie. Now you just need to plug in the lights outside, and everything will be damaged due to an electrical overload. Whole home surge protection installed with absolute electrical heating and air protects your holiday. Making the mistake of drawing too much power can create a destructive electrical surge, at its worst, leaving you without electricity, heat, or light. Surge protection with Absolute doesn't just safeguard your plans. They save you from thousands of dollars worth of damage, too. Don't let the final touch be the final straw. Protect yourself today with whole home surge protection from Absolute. Call 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. For all your plumbing needs, that's High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. they got a great membership program as well. Call and ask about that today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. It's surprising how one upgrade can make your home feel brand new. Installing a tankless water heater with High Five Plumbing transforms your home. You save money on your energy bill with the energy efficiency of a tankless water heater. These systems also save you in the long run by lasting longer than traditional water heaters. Going tankless with High Five can improve some of the little things that affect how you feel about your home in the big picture. You'll save time day to day with instant hot water that you won't run out of. When you're using the hot water, you don't need to worry about how clean the tank is because there's no tank to flush. Enjoy clean, energy-efficient, instant hot water that never runs out with a tankless water heater installed by High Five Plumbing. Mention KLZ for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean Drain Cleaner. Visit klzradio.com plumbing or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445, where every call ends in a high five. 
Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Charlie's getting Scott Garlis rounded up for us here momentarily. And all of you that have called in today, thank you very much. And, and I know at times I sound like a broken record when it comes to you know, candidates and what we're doing in Colorado and, and or the lack of good candidates in Colorado. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's frustrating. I don't know what else to say. It's frustrating to me. I know it's frustrating to some of you. To me, it has a huge impact upon our daily lives and what we do. I, I do not like the fact that the left is in power, especially here in Colorado. I do not think it behooves us at all. We end up with all sorts of quirky, stupid things going on. Uh, higher higher fees, taxes, things that we should not have to pay for, uh, you know, out of control spending, you know, just things we do not need. You know, we're, we're now you know, people aren't even knocking polis for this, but this whole all day kindergarten thing that we now have to pay for as taxpayers. You know, those sorts of things are the things that just, in my opinion, wreck a state. Scott Garlis joining us now, Stansbury Research. How's it going, Scott? Hey, John, it's going well. How are you, man? We're doing all right. Election's coming up here in, you know, about, I don't know, about seven business days or so, so it's not that far down the road. What will happen after that, who knows? What do you see financially when it comes to the election? Yeah, you know, we're uh, seeing a positive reaction to her. I don't know if reaction would be the right word yet, but I think Wall Street likes what they see as a bit of fiscal austerity that's coming. Mm -hmm. It makes them less worried about inflation growth going forward. Okay. Um, and they're looking at some of the things like McCarthy's comments that um, if they take back the House, and, and certainly if they take back the Senate as well, um, that you know the, the White House is going to have a harder time getting spending plans. Well, I, we, I was talking to a guest this, to, uh, you know, a little earlier. Uh, last hour, who brought up a good point that I really hadn't thought of, but this happened back under Gingrich, which I should have thought of. I should have remembered that. But if we control the House and can get enough of a majority in the Senate to really get some things done, you could even pull back some of what's already been spent, re-earmark it for other things, and that easily could happen and change things that way as well, Scott. Well, that would be very interesting. Huh. For example... Some of the aid that will go to help rebuild Florida from Ian and so on, uh, you could take some of what's already been earmarked, for example, hiring 87,000 agents. They actually have the power of the purse. They could redirect the money to hire those agents and put it towards Ian relief instead. Those are things they could do. Well, you know what would be really interesting there, too, is uh, there's still like a bunch of these states are sitting on unspent COVID money. Correct. You could pull all that back yeah. if you wanted to. They've just sat on it to make their budgets right correct and yeah i mean that would be that could be a tremendous help and it would reduce spending i mean that's that's really what investors and financial markets want to see right now and again i know we've talked about this before but that's been the problem in the uk this new government came into place and said hey we're going to cut taxes we're going to you know blow up all this uh um, i'm sorry monetary policy that we've been putting in place lately that try to bring inflation back down, and they're going to blow it up on the fiscal side, being the government spending side, and the market said that's not going to work. So I think if we saw some more of that in the U.S., I think that would be taken very well by investors in the stock market. Yeah, maybe those guys know some things the rest of us don't. I mean, I think even the, the left right now pretty well understands. I think they know the House is probably a done deal. And with some of what's happened of late with Fetterman, Oz, the debate the other night, different things that are happening, even among governorships and so on. I, I think the left even, I mean, even Chuck Schumer was there. He was caught with a hot mic telling Biden that, man, you know, basically I'm paraphrasing, but hey, we're in trouble. Places like Georgia and other places, you know, we're not doing very well. 
Um, and the reality yep. is, Scott, it, with a week left to go, they're not going to turn that around. It's a done deal at this point. Yeah, I saw some uh, some stuff the other day, betting odds after that debate between Fetterman and odds. Um, and odds is, the odds on odds winning are about 68% right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's that's a bet I'd probably take right now, Scott. And it was I think it was forty five percent prior to that debate. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the other night really showed what the what the real what the real health capacity and and I feel bad for Fetterman. I mean, I'm not not knocking the guy at all. I mean, he's had a stroke. He's totally. definitely got issues from it and so on. I'm not knocking him at all, but he's not fit for office, Scott. Period. No, no. I mean, it takes time for those uh, motor functions to recover and just for some of the cognitive abilities. And, yeah, it, it's, it's really unfortunate, but, I mean, these things happen. And, you know, sometimes right. we, have to, we have to deal and overcome. Talk, talk about New Zealand. You, you know, you, you, you've got some things you sent me today sure. where you're talking about other countries and, you know, they're talking about doing, you know, slowing some things down, not just in their country. I'm assuming they're talking about, you know, trying to influence even what's going on here. But let's talk about some of the other countries and we'll bring it back home. Yeah. So uh, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, um, they're, you know, we probably don't hear about them a lot here because, you know, they're not one of the major central right. banks. So there's they're still important. They're, they're, when I say major central bank, we're talking about the Bank of England, the Fed, uh, the ECB, and the Bank of Japan. Um, but, you know, they recently hiked rates. Um, and just like everybody else, they're, well, I shouldn't say just like everybody else, but I say what we're starting to see right now. Um, they're worried about what's going to happen if they continue to hike rates going forward. They're, they're worried about the economic fallout. Um, so, they're just they're saying they want to be a bit more cautious going forward and they want to want to see how what they've done so far this year starts playing out in terms of their economy and how much it's really going to hurt demand. Makes sense. And again, they're not, you know, they're a little island, it's not a huge player. How do they or do they have any impact upon Australia? Uh no, well I mean I guess from a, a commerce standpoint but Australia, the Reserve Bank of Australia is actually saying the exact same stuff. Uh, they said it like a week or two before New Zealand, but uh, when Australia made their most recent um, monetary policy decision, they hiked rates a couple weeks ago, they went at a lower rate than everybody was looking for. And again, they said, we're worried about what we see out there in the global economy. They said, we're seeing a lot of uncertainty and we really haven't experienced the fallout in the Australian economy yet from the rate hikes we've already put in place. Mm. So Australia is another one. Now, Australia is a bit bigger than New Zealand right. because of the global economy. So of it's important. And they're, they're an important player in the world of commodities because that's what a lot of their business is based on is, is shipping you know, uh, things like coal, uh, copper abroad. Okay. Makes sense. Canada. Let's come back to North America and our our sort of our sure. sister country up above, which we, you know, again, we are not exactly like them. They are not exactly like us, although there are certain things that happen even, even you know, policy-wise and or socially where if something's going on here, it can affect their same things. There's a lot of trade, as you know, that goes back and forth that northern border. What's Canada doing? Uh, so Canada yesterday, um, they surprised people by they eased up in their policy announcement, too. They raised rates by 25 less basis points um, than the market was expecting. And one of the, one of the reasons why, again, Canada is worried about what's going on economically. Um, 
But one of the things with Canada, it is interesting, too. They have had a lot of people that have been doing variable rate mortgages of late. Mm-hmm. And there's speculation that Canada is worried about what happens to all those variable rate mortgages. And again, the economic fallout, if right. they start really jamming rates higher or, or keep going. So, yeah, I mean, Canada is another one. They're backing off as well. All right. So bringing this back home and, you know, there's, you know, Fed sure. governors that have different, you know, you and I have talked about this many times. There's there's different opinions even on the board you know, the Fed board itself, some governors say they need to slow things down. Uh, I don't know if Powell feels the same way. I don't know if he even cares, to be honest with you. I kind of get the feeling that guy's going to do whatever he wants to do, regardless of what the folks around him are saying. But do those folks yeah. that feel we need to slow down a little bit, do they have any influence on Jerome Powell? Um, ultimately, it is the Fed chairman that has the final say, and if he decides to go, he's going to go. And, and there's, nobody can really do anything about it, but... Yeah, he, he. They're all in the room. They're all going to have a conversation. Um, you know, like one of the Mary Daly has has of late become. She's the uh, head of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. She's become really outspoken about her concerns about what's going on with the economy right now. Okay. Um, and Daly Daly has said, "Look, you know, okay, we're gonna we're probably gonna hike by seventy five basis points in November, but." We really need to start having a conversation about what we're doing going forward, about slowing down rates, maybe even pausing rates. Um, so she, she's worried. Lyle Brainerd, uh, she is the vice chair of the Federal Reserve. She is also worried about what's happening to the economy. She's been another one that's been saying, you know, we need to, we need to think about this and maybe we need to slow down. Uh, who, uh, the other one, Esther George, she is the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City president. She's another who has said we need to slow down. And then uh, uh, Evans in Chicago, um, he recently said, he said we need to be to 4.5% by the end of the year, maybe 45 by early next year. But once we get there, we need to stop and we need to pause. Um, so there, more of these guys are saying they're concerned about what's going on with the economy, and some of the others are starting away and saying, Okay, we're really close to where we need to be. We need to back off. Uh, so you know, that would be a good thing if we backed off. I think if we did 75 basis points in November and did it again in December, that would be awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm one where I'm almost, you know, I'm concerned, and I know you've got folks you've talked to that are the same as me. I'm concerned that even yeah. another 75 basis points is going to really hit some things hard. I, I feel like right now, I don't want to say we're at a sweet spot because I think they've still gone too far, but I think right now, let it ride for a while, see what see what's happening. You're already seeing housing and, and people doing mortgages and things like that. Yeah. I mean, mortgage brokers are just singing the blues right now because it's really hard on them because nobody's doing anything in that world. And a lot of folks that thought about moving are probably going to sit tight for a while. I mean, they to me, Scott, they've accomplished what they wanted to, sit and watch now. So, you know, it, it's interesting. We spoke last week about um, how this is putting money back onto the balance sheets of banks. I recently met with a, uh, the CEO of a regional bank in the southeast, and he said their business is killing it right now. They're, they're making a ton of money because their margins are expanding right. uh, for all the, re- all the reasons we spoke of because of what the Fed's doing. Um, but I also had the chance to speak to a guy that was on the Federal Reserve uh, during the financial crisis, and he was one of the people who helped with the quantitative easing, with coming up with a concept, with installing, basically rescuing the economy at the time. Um, 
he even told me, he said, you know, the Fed overstayed their welcome uh, at the end of this with easy money policies. And he said he is worried now that they're going to go too far mm-hmm. and they're going to choke things off too much. And it, it's it's going to be a bit more harmful to the economy than, than we want to see. Yeah, basically and, what and you and I said. We, I mean, again, I, I think yeah. what, you know, they knew where they needed to get to. I think what the, their problem is they've had too much of a lead foot. They should have eased into it a little bit slower, maybe done a rate hike, wait a month, see what yeah. happens. If they need it the month after, it's like every other month if they felt they needed to do it, fine. But give things a little bit of time to catch up. They have just gone bam, 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 and here we are. So now some interesting stuff we saw today. Uh, so we got third-quarter GDP numbers, which were decent, Um but one of the things we did see in there is that the PCE, which is personal consumption expenditure, uh-huh. the, third qu- the third quarter number, that's what the Fed looks at, that was up 4.2%. That was the lowest rate of inflation we've seen uh, in these numbers since the fourth quarter of 2020. Okay. They have to like so, that, I would think. Yes, that is a sign that this is starting to work. Um, Core PCE numbers were down quarter over quarter two. They were they were four and a half percent versus four point seven percent last quarter and the second quarter, and they're they're down considerably off the peak of six percent. The other really interesting thing that was in there is the savings number. Savings are down eighty eight percent for the COVID peak. Hmm. That's a that's a huge number. So that's one of the things the Fed has said, and Powell certainly has said. They're trying to eat away at these savings to, to bring sure. some supply demand back into line. And 88% down from the peak during the COVID, that's a, that's a big move. Excuse me, big move blower. Sure it is. Yeah, no, that, that's a big one. All right. How do folks find you, Scott? What's your uh, website? How do folks get a hold of you? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Um, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. With it up a little Scott, appreciate you as always, man. Take care. John, thanks for your time. All right, you're very welcome. Appreciate it. And I always want to say that to Scott. I mean, it's it's almost now getting close to 8 o'clock where he's at, and I appreciate him taking time out of his evening to, to join us. Flesh and Beck is next. Kevin Flesh, if there's anything you need when it comes to a legal question, what do I do? I've been in an accident or I've got this business problem. Whatever it happens to be, Kevin is there for you. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Your security of your network, your business network, is of the utmost importance. If you don't know where you're at and where you stand there, call John Canada at Denver IT Security, 720-593-6688. You can put any number of locks on your front door, but someone can still walk in through the back door. The network security of your business is no different. Your small business can stay nimble and protected with full-time monitoring from Denver IT Security. 
There are so many ways or attack vectors that hackers use to get into your network, your email, the internet, websites, software, etc. There's no catch-all product that protects you from every type of attack. But service with Denver IT Security gives you around-the-clock protection. Not properly protecting yourself makes you an even bigger target, and you don't have the resources to monitor that on top of everything else you have to worry about as a small business owner. Let Denver IT Security handle the ins and outs of guarding your network so you can get back to running your business. Lock the back door, too. Set up your security consultation now at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or send an inquiry to klzradio.com slash security. Solar Energy Partners, where you can lock in your energy rates for the future today. Call Alan Davis, 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, who he is our financial advisor, and uh, he can do things here on a local basis. He's licensed to do all of that. Give him a call today if you have any questions, 303-744-1128. When you manage your own money, you can spend all day making calls to different companies, but you don't need to. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial will make those calls for you, simplifying your assets where necessary. In most cases, it only takes him five minutes to do what you request, even when he's on vacation. Al can consolidate your assets, so the process is faster and less complicated in the future. Al will never upcharge you for services you don't ask for because Al values old-fashioned customer service, including a cordial, professional relationship that prioritizes your needs. With Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial, you're still in charge of your money, but without the stress of managing it on your own. Get a fresh look now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Got a couple of minutes left. Frank is joining us. Frank, welcome. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. What can Uh, we do for you? I just had a question. Has anybody... uh 
talked about the demand charge for electricity, like if uh, a vendor of a gas station puts in these chargers, are they actually charged a demand charge rather than just the you know, actual use of the electricity? The flat fee, good question, Frank. And I don't know what the regulations even are around that. I don't even know how Tesla buys their electricity and how that works. Typically at a Tesla charge station, uh, no matter what you're driving, it depends on where you're at in the country, of course, but it starts at around 26 uh, cents a kilowatt hour, depending upon where you're at in the country. I don't know how others would charge for that. That's a great question. Yeah, well, it's, it's what the utility charges the owner of the station. Correct. Yeah, they're not allowed to upcharge, correct? Well, if this is a charge that would be based on the electricity demand. So, like, if all of a sudden you have a big demand of electricity, right. they will charge you an extra amount correct. if you have that type of uh, contract with the utility. Yeah, and which, which most commercial does, Frank, to your point. There's, there's, you know, very few are done like a household. They're all done on demand. Yeah. At least so around here they are. That's, that's how Excel's done it in my, in my world. It's always been an on-demand type charge. Yeah, so that's an interesting question to see if that's really a, another thing that nobody's thought of. Well, yeah, and then what do they do on that? Do they vary the rate of charge like they are gasoline, depending upon what time of the day or how full all of the charge stations are? That's a great question. Nobody's, To my knowledge, nobody's ever addressed that. Yeah, okay. No, well, that's thanks. a great question. Thank you, Frank. And that's something that, again, needs to be talked about. And I don't know, again, to, to Frank's point, I'm not sure anybody – I guarantee nobody in government's ever thought through that, and I'm not sure anybody on the retail end has really thought through, okay, how is this charge going to happen to that retail customer that's pulling up to a charge station, plugging in whatever EV they're driving, and then buying said electricity from said gas station or even just a building owner? Now, there will be, be interesting to see how this works, you're going to see some businesses, I think, to attract certain types of customers and and so on you're going to see some businesses offer it for free now whether they do that all day long just during the hours of business who knows i don't know all those answers and i think some of that is yet to be to be known because we're not there yet it'll be interesting to see how some of this stuff shakes out but frank no that was a that was a great question and one that frankly i'll do some research on because i don't have a direct answer to that but i will do some research and see what i can't find all right tomorrow friday we have got two movies for you that andy's going to review praying for the devil must be george soros and Triangle of Sadness. Those are the two movies. And then in light of the Fetterman fiasco that we saw earlier in the week, Movie Rental Hour will be movies with embarrassing moments. Guys, have a great night. The first hour plays next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.